This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. President Joe Biden said it was unlikely that a missile that landed in Poland, killing two men, was fired from within Russia itself. It is as yet unclear whether the missile, thought to be Russian-made, was fired by Russian forces or Ukrainian ones. An actual Russian attack on a NATO country would mark an alarming escalation. But Ukraine uses Russian-made missiles, notably in air defence systems. Leaders of the G7 and Western countries at the G20 held emergency meetings about the matter. NATO and the UN Security Council will meet today. Donald Trump announced that he would run for the American presidency again in 2024. At a speech at his Mar-a-Lago home in Florida, Mr. Trump said that the country had been brought to its knees by Joe Biden. He focused less on the lie that the election of 2020 had been stolen from him, but added a twist. China interfered on Mr. Biden's behalf, he said. After many of the candidates he favoured in last week's midterm elections foundered, some senior Republicans dared to counsel Mr. Trump against running again. Kevin McCarthy won the Republican Party's nomination for Speaker of America's House of Representatives, beating Andy Biggs, another Trump devotee, by 188 to 31. The Republicans look likely to wrest control of the House, albeit with a slim majority and deep internal schisms. Still, a hard-line block of right-wing Republicans may yet dash Mr McCarthy's hopes of becoming Speaker in a House-wide contest in January. Britain's annual inflation rate reached 11.1% in October, up from 10.1% in September and a 41-year high. The cost of food and non-alcoholic drinks, for instance, rose by 16.2%. Britain's Chancellor Jeremy Hunt is expected to raise taxes in his autumn budget on Thursday. Meanwhile, Dominic Raab, Britain's Deputy Prime Minister, requested an independent investigation into accusations of bullying made against him. Russian long-range missiles struck targets across Ukraine, including Kyiv, the capital, damaging more crucial energy infrastructure. At least half of the city is without electricity, according to the city's mayor, Vitaly Klitschko. Elsewhere, the Russian army withdrew further from the eastern side of the Dnieper River, opposite the city of Kherson, the southern provincial capital it abandoned last week. An activist investor issued an open letter arguing that Alphabet should take aggressive action to reduce staff and wages. TCI Fund Management holds a $6 billion stake in Google's parent company, not enough to force its hand. Google had already put a freeze on new hiring. Other giants of Silicon Valley, including Meta and Amazon, started layoffs earlier this month, anticipating a downturn. Walmart, a jumbo American supermarket chain, reported strong third-quarter revenues of $153 billion, a rise of 8.7% compared with the same period last year. The company's stock rose by more than 7%. The firm also agreed to pay $3.1 billion to American states and cities which sued the retailer for contributing to the opioid crisis by failing to regulate prescriptions. It has not, however, conceded liability. And fact of the day. 6,000. About the number of populated islands that make up Indonesia, home to Southeast Asia's largest economy. And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead.
China changes direction. Declining economic growth has finally crossed a pain threshold for China's leaders. For over two and a half years, policymakers have been cracking down on the spread of COVID-19 and runaway property sector debt with dire effects. Now they have announced some big changes. Quarantine times for inbound travelers and close contacts of those testing positive for COVID have been reduced, and bank loans to property developers due to be repaid within the next six months can now be extended. The plans, in theory, will get people spending more money and developers building more homes, but big questions remain. Loosened COVID restrictions could lead to widespread outbreaks. In cities such as Guangzhou, cases are already rising rapidly. It is unclear yet how authorities will deal with this. Easing in the property sector will stop defaults, but this does not guarantee people will buy new homes in droves. A boost to economic growth could be a way off. Vladimir Putin's ghost at the G20. Russia's president stayed away from the G20 summit, yet haunts the gathering in Bali. His war in Ukraine has aggravated the many problems, from inflation to the food crisis, the group is grappling with. It also makes reaching agreements harder. There will probably be no family photo because many Western leaders refuse to be pictured next to Mr. Putin's stand-in, Sergei Lavrov, Russia's foreign minister. As with other recent G20 events, there may be no final communique since Russia objects to Western efforts to have leaders denounce the invasion and its repercussions. A draft text declaring that quote, most member countries strongly condemned the war, while acknowledging differences in quote, national positions, is under negotiation. Many countries feel they are paying for a conflict that does not concern them. Quote, "If the war does not end, it will be difficult for the world to move forward," said the summit's host, President Joko Widodo of Indonesia. Mr. Putin's reply: "The largest yet large volley of missiles aimed at crippling Ukraine's power grid." America's respect for marriage act. When America's Supreme Court overhauled the right to abortion, it also raised the specter of curtailing other liberties. In agreeing with the decision, a conservative justice, Clarence Thomas, wrote that the court quote, should reconsider rulings protecting same-sex marriage and access to contraception too. On Wednesday, Congress is expected to pass a law codifying same-sex and interracial marriage, both of which are legal because of Supreme Court rulings rather than federal legislation. The Respect for Marriage Act has been kicking around for a decade, but was revived in July. It would repeal the Defense of Marriage Act, passed by a Republican-controlled Congress in 1996, which allowed states to ban gay marriage, but was later defanged by two Supreme Court decisions. Few state Republicans publicly support the bill, but Democrats say they have enough votes to ensure it will pass, and it received 47 votes from House Republicans in July. With more than 70 percent of Americans telling pollsters they support gay marriage, protecting it is popular. NASA prepares for takeoff again. On Wednesday, NASA, America's space agency, will attempt once again to launch its space launch system rocket. The unscrewed SLS was originally scheduled to fly in 2016. The rocket presently standing on the pad was assembled in 2021, but its launch has been repeatedly delayed, twice because of problems with its engines. More recently, the rocket was left out during Hurricane Nicole on November 10th, though NASA's engineers reckon no significant damage was done.
But even a successful launch is unlikely to quiet critics. Built using recycled parts of the space shuttle and as much a job creation program as anything else, the SLS has cost $23 billion to develop. Estimates for a single unscrewed launch touch $2 billion at least. It has competition, too. SpaceX, a private firm, is building a similar rocket called Starship and is aiming for launch costs of just 1% of that. In theory, as part of NASA's Artemis program, the SLS will return American astronauts to the moon in 2025. Almost no one thinks that deadline will be met. Maradona's Hand of God Ball at Auction The football Diego Maradona punched into the goal with his fist in the 1986 World Cup quarter-final match between Argentina and England goes on sale in London on Wednesday. Maradona later said the, quote, hand of God had intervened. A few minutes later, the Argentines scored what became known as the, quote, goal of the century, arguably the greatest solo run in the history of the sport. It cemented Maradona's reputation as a sporting god. The sale will make Ali bin Nasser, the Tunisian who refereed the match but did not see the handball, a rich man. The estimate for the now rather deflated ball at auction is around 3 million pounds, or 3.5 million dollars. The number 10 jersey Maradona wore that day and swapped after the game with England's midfielder Steve Hodge sold for 7.1 million pounds in May. The World Cup, which kicks off in Qatar on Sunday, could fuel interest from bidders. Mr. Nasser's timing may be immaculate. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 hours GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Wednesday. Which American retail chain was founded in 1923 by a Mr. Pressman? Tuesday. Berkshire, Hampshire, and Duroc are all breeds of what animal? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Aniron Bevan, who was born on this day in 1897. Freedom is the byproduct of economic surplus. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening. <laughs>